Hi, and welcome to Being Lutheran, a podcast dedicated to proclaiming the excellencies of Jesus Christ and the biblical theology expressed in the Lutheran Confessions. Today, Pastor Jason Goodham, Pastor Brett Bowe, and Pastor Adam Mosher continue their discussion on the small called articles. Being Lutheran is sponsored by the Free Lutheran Bible College and Seminary, establishing students in the eternal and inerrant Word of God for a life of faith in Jesus Christ and faithful service in His kingdom since 1964. To learn more or apply, look at flbc.edu. Welcome to the Being Lutheran Podcast. I am Pastor Brett Bowe, and I'm joined by... Pastor Jason Goodham and Pastor Adam Osher. All right, welcome back, guys. As we start this arc of episodes, we need to issue an apology. (laughs) (laughs) No, we need to mock ourselves severely because... That's right. For four episodes, (laughs) we thought our soundboard was being recorded, and all it was being done was being pumped into our headphones. Well, to be fair, to be fair... (laughs) We have Brian doing the producing, and if he really loved us as a Christian brother, <laughs> our brothers, he would have made the voices. You know, he would have made his own track, with, and wow. yeah, he would have filled the he would have filled the blank space. The, so I didn't have to feel like an idiot. You know who told me, Jason? My mother. Yep. My mother said, Shout I don't, hear, I don't hear the yeah. sounds. <laughs> well, I'm sorry, Mom. I'm it's sorry. Brian's fault. <laughs> to all of our, yeah, they are some good sounds, though. Uh, so I will try and do my best to mimic them at times today right. to right. bless our <laughs> listeners with the sounds that right. we so desperately it was, it was wanted like to give a, them. A rim shot, like the the laughing crowd. <laughs> <I did>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the guitar riff. <laughs> the other one was about... Uh, it was a sad trombone. Oh, yeah. Yes. yes. There we go. So, yeah, I, I just think about Brian pumping in his own sound effects, and it reminded me of that Looney Tunes episode where they did random sounds for Daffy Duck the whole time. <laughs> it's one of the funniest things I've ever seen. <laughs> you have you have a sad life, Jason. We're talking about sin, and that's why original we sin. live sad lives today. We're talking about original sin. Yeah, let's let's talk How about, about that sin. segue. Yeah. yeah, right. That was like a Jesus juke, only it was, it was a sin juke. Uh, a, yeah, it was a yeah a a Satan sidestep. Right. Wow. <laughs> All right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So we are we are talking about sin as we continue to march through the small called small called articles. Yep. And New unit. Yes. All right. The third part, part one. So part one was the yeah, indisputed articles. Yeah. Part two were the central articles. So part three are the articles that were ignored or rejected by the Roman Catholic Church because, as Luther says, because they chase after glory, honor, and power at the expense of conscience. <laughs> That's in the, so, in yeah, the preface. So well said. Yeah. yeah. So in, in pursuit of the glory, <laughs> honor, and power. We, they had to ignore sin. Original sin. Original wow, sin, wow. you know, kind of puts a damper on any sort of glory one wants to to earn for themselves. Mm-hmm. Which <laughs> I'm sure as we get into this, we'll see how very appropriate it is for our day and age. Yep. And I'm guessing a lot of these types of things still happen today. There's a lot of Don't modern... Don't have to guess. Yeah. You can see it. There's yeah. a lot of modern application and a lot of... I mean, what we see in modern uh, Christianity and especially American Christianity is that when your theology deteriorates in the foundational concepts, everything else, there's a trickle-down effect too. And so if you're not going to get original sin right, you're not going to get redemption right, you're not going to get sanctification right, you're not going to get all of these things right, and uh, that's how you get to moralistic therapeutic deism. Hmm. Hmm. All right. 
It's good stuff. All right, let's get into it. Uh, <laughs> I will read uh, the first couple of paragraphs of uh, this article. 3.1. Yep. And uh, we'll just go from there. We'll, we'll pick up, uh, we'll read the rest of it next episode as we get into some of the errors, which will be very interesting. But for now, I'll, I'll read this. It says, here we must confess what St. Paul says in Romans 5.12, namely that sin had its origin in one man, Adam, through, not Adam Osher. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Not me. Not you. Uh, through who's fitting? <laughs> I, I've blown it a lot. Yeah, I know that, right? right? I know you know that, but no, it wasn't. You're me. the OG. Yeah. I was called the third Adam. Uh, well, that's another story. I'll tell you later. Ooh, I like that. Keep going. Well, I it was the whole idea it. that you know sin came through one man, Adam. Yeah. And then you through... know the second Adam was Jesus, and they said I was dumb enough that I could actually be the one to screw it all up again. That's what they said <laughs> back in the day. Uh, I thought that was me. Uh, Hurt my feelings. Oh, man. You know? My mom's ears are, are bleeding and her heart is crying when she hears that because she knows yeah. what a good boy I am. Right. <laughs> okay, I'll keep reading. Uh, yeah, right. Uh, in one man, Adam, through whose disobedience all men were made sinners and became subject to death and the devil. This is called original sin or the root sin. The fruits of this sin are all the subsequent evil deeds, which are forbidden in the Ten Commandments, such as unbelief, false belief, idolatry, being without the fear of God, presumption, despair, blindness, in short, ignorance or disregard of God, and then also of lying, swearing by God's name, failure to pray and call upon God, neglect of God's word, disobedience to parents, murder, unchastity, theft, deceit, etc. And we'll stop there. Great. Caused a lot of problems. You don't say. Yeah. I, I never know what to do. Say when you get done reading the book, the book of yeah, Congress. Right. We don't say amen, amen and amen. God be praised for His glad tidings. Yeah, yeah it's none of that. Right. So yeah, we need to Good come job. up with like a new swell, <laughs> or, or just the <laughs> verbal swell, the, the nonverbal, well, the grunt. Mm. 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 Yeah, there we are. That's there we good. go. Okay, where where should we go from here, guys? We got we got to talk about what original sin means. Um, it's not that you're coming up with new sin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it, it, he is a sinner and he is original. He's really original in that. <laughs> I, I like the the way it says or root sin. Root sin. Yeah, that that was interesting. Uh, My translation says chief. Chief okay. sin. Chief sin. Interesting. Chief yeah. of sinners. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, so define original sin for us, Jason. Original sin is the sin of Adam in the Garden of Eden that contaminates all other humans. And so you know, what you have is a situation, Adam and Eve created in paradise, uh, sinless, with original righteousness. Uh, it's a key distinction uh, in other places in the Book of Concord. Mm-hmm. And then uh, in the Garden of Eden, Luther taught that uh, he was convinced it was day seven, like that there wasn't a long period of time where they experienced sinless perfection. But whenever it was, uh, Satan uh, adopted the form of a serpent and uh, tempted Eve to eat of the tr- the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. There's a lot of prepositions there. Mm. And, uh, and then everyone in America thinks it's an apple because mm. Snow White. Uh, <laughs> I heard once it was a quince. Uh, a, a what? A yeah, quince? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Maybe that's what it is. Is it a quince? A quince. Well, it depends on where you're from, Jason. So it's My like, friends in Mexico would call it a quince. Yeah. Like a quinceanera. Like, yeah. They call it a 15. Huh? That's mm. amazing. All right. Just talk, Jason. All <laughs> uh, right. A kumquat, oh. if you will. Oh. That's, that's what a yeah, quince exactly. is. It's a pawpaw. Yeah. Yeah. Kumquat. Uh, so whatever the fruit was, yeah. Eve bites and yep. then gives it to Adam, who also bites. 
And from that point on, Adam and Eve are under the curse of death. So all this goes around to, you've got um, Genesis 2, 17 or 18. God says, you may eat of any fruit of the tree, of, of any tree in the garden, except for the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Good job. You pulled that off again. I did it again. It's, yeah. Get the ovs rolling. Yep. And uh, it, it, what's amazing is they were permitted to eat of the tree of life, but it was the tree of the knowledge of good and evil that was forbidden. And the great mercy of God is that he kept them from eating of the tree of life after they fell into sin. Uh, that's, a, that's a different topic for a different day. Right. Uh, and this is the only place where we see them having really free will in, in the sense that maybe people think we have it today yep. uh, of, of Adam and Eve before that moment. Yeah, it's, what, what's really interesting is in the parallel article to this one in the Formula of Concord, which we'll get to in about 17 years, is uh, <laughs> that uh, they talk about uh, free will and original sin. Uh, original sin is first, free will is second, I think, in the formula. And in the article of formula, they actually systematically label out the four states of man's will. And it's oh, interesting. Yeah. It's very helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. It's yep. the before the fall, yep. after the fall, but before conversion, after right. the fall, but after conversion, and then after eternity yeah. are the four states of man's will. And so, that's good. Yeah, that's a different topic, but we will actually be getting to that, right. I guarantee it. Uh, it's related to the errors that yeah. we're going to talk about. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, in this, then the original sin is Adam and Eve uh, were under the curse of death, and so are their children. That they, their children um, come from their, you know, this is probably on some etymological level the or of seed, you know, like we talk about the seed mm-hmm. uh, as your offspring. And so uh, basically original sin is written into the code of human, hum, human DNA. Right. Yeah, so so Adam, um, you know, as you've been a pastor and also been, you know, a teacher, professor, uh, how have you, or are there any helpful ways that you've talked about original sin? Um, I, I guess I'm thinking you know, sometimes people use this expression, uh, you know, I, I sin because I'm a sinner, not I'm a sinner because I sin. Yeah, that's, uh, you know. I, I was more thinking, Adam, since you're a college dean, what can you tell us about original sin? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's I hear do, it. I deal with it, yeah, with the discipline. That's confidential. Yeah, I, I can't that's talk about That's a different conversation. That, but, yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> no, I, we talk about it in, in class a lot. I think it's, it's, one, it's one of the doctrines that's understood that it exists. I think people are quick to point out the sin of Adam. They, they, Either by you know direct being able to quote Romans five like like uh, Luther does here, or you know just knowing the story, they understand the concept of original sin, but they don't get the depth of what it actually means. That's what mm. I found in the parish. That's what I found in practice, is that when we think of um, original sin. In the fact that we, like Jason said, written into functionally our our DNA, right now we we all are are under this curse, the same curse. We we like to think that we're pretty bad. <clears throat> really, that's not what the text is saying. It's not saying we're, we're we're quite bad or a lot bad or some you know we we are very not not okay at all. That's really what we're looking at, and that's the problem. It, it, we we think that we we at least have some sort of a spark that we can kind of mm. climb our way back to God a little bit. And that, regardless of your theology, 
I have students, I have had parishioners who come in with the right theology. They come in with the right understanding of, yes, we are, you know, sin because of Adam. We are all under the curse of sin. I don't think that sometimes we believe that curse extends all the way to us. Hmm. You know, that, that it's entirely impossible for me whatsoever to climb out of this mess. There is zero percent. Uh, the, the illustration that I like to use is, you know, uh, we, we are dead. We're not alive. That's a biblical reference, right? Ephesians We're dead. You know, dead yep. people don't revive themselves. You know, my wife just had to re- recently go through the CPR training and, and everything. And so we kind of were, were laughing about that because she's been a nurse for a long time. It's like it really hasn't changed. Right. You know, uh, <laughs> we're going to tell you about this new technique. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Number seven will surprise you. <laughs> Clickbait. Yeah. So anyway, all of that to say, all that to say, we like to think that we're, we're kind of good, that we're, we're just okay. really struggling, almost dead. But if somebody just came and gave us a little help, we're good. Throw us a no, lifesaver. We're yeah. not OK. Yeah. yeah, that's so, been the biggest thing. So, you know, Jason, if if the problem is that we, a lot of people don't understand the depth of the horribleness of our original sin, what's missing, or what do we, how, how do we fill the gap there of people understanding the, this? There, I mean, there's there's so many. Uh, there's so much ground that needs to be laid here. And I, I really think a fruitful discussion, again, is talking about what did original righteousness look like? Because original sin now is the absence of original righteousness. And uh, wh- what we talk about where, where Adam is right and, and theologically accurate to talk about, we are thoroughly corrupt. There's nothing good in us. No, there is no one who does good. No, not one. That's Romans 3. This is like the anti-Stuart Smalley yeah, it's, episode. Yeah. yeah, this is Debbie Downer. Because you're not good enough or smart enough, and doggone it, yeah. people hate you. Right, yeah. yes, yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Why did you point at me like that, Jason? All right. Because you're the third Adam. <laughs> I love that. That's uh, but we, it's, again, interesting. We, you really have to pull in the formula of Concord at this point because sure. there, the, there are so many directions of the horse you can fall off of instead of just to the one side or the other. So Article 1 of the formula of Concord, again, addresses original sin. What we're not uh, permitted to say is that we are thoroughly in and of our nature evil. Hmm. Okay, our okay. our nature is thoroughly corrupted, but we are not as humans thoroughly evil because what that does, and this was uh, a guy who came after Luther, who lived around the time of Martin Chemnitz, is this guy named Matthias Flacius. Uh, you look up his article on Wikipedia, which I've done a couple times for different lessons. The guy has an amazing beard, yes. and uh, had like <laughs> he had like eighteen kids. <laughs> yes. Guy you want to believe, right? Yeah, he, uh, he guy, guy, who knows, guy who knows about original sin. But Flacius, uh, he was so anti-Pelagian, he was so uh, anti against that there's a spark of good in us, uh, went too far to the other side and says we're, our nature is thoroughly sinful. And the problem is, is then that makes God the creator of sin. Hmm. And okay. we can't do that, that, that we're corrupted and tainted without God being the author of evil. And so you've got, those are your two tensions that we live in. Yeah. Now, the other good distinction that you brought up, Brett, is really helpful, is we sin mm-hmm. because we're already sinners. Mm-hmm. We are bent to sin. It's not that our sinning adds to our corruption. It contributes to it. It perpetuates it, but we're already there. Uh, it's the it's the fruit of the root that already exists. The fruit of the root, right. the fruit which is of the root, not as cool as fruit of the loom. Keep all the <laughs> keep all of the keep ofs. this PG, yeah, yeah, Jason. Keep all the ofs straight. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> but well, can I can I just yeah. say so, so? Practically speaking, 
Jason, you, you know, you're talking about the theology of we can't go that far. Uh, I think that's where sometimes we get hung up with, you know, that, that whole idea. Are we really? Because I know, I know unbelievers who are really kind people who've done really good things. You know, I've had doctors who are not Christians, and they were, they were great doctors, and they showed me very much, you know, a lot of care and support, and they, and they you know, provided me with medicine that healed me, and their wisdom helped me that way. I, I have, and this is, that, that's, an, you know, kind of an illustration that, that was abstract, but I, I really do. I have, I have neighbors in my neighborhood who have no concept or no, no belief in God whatsoever who are fantastic neighbors. Therefore, original sin must not exist, right? And, and that's, the, that's the argument, I think, on a practical side that sometimes we make. And I think that's where we start to lose because we think, well, of course it's not the, what was the guy's Flacius or yeah, Matthias Flacius. Mm -hmm. He said, yeah. So, so his whole, everybody's corrupt. Well, that's just not the experience I have in the world. So I don't believe it. Now, the reality is, is what's being said here is not what he said. And it very much comports with a Muslim doctor who is very kind and loving to their patients. Yep. Right. And, and so keep going. But and I just wanted to say that because there's a practical side and that's where we kind of fall off the wagon. And surprise, surprise, surprise on this. One of the doctrines that help clarify how this all works is the doctrine of vocation. Ah, that if vocation. You, vocation. And, yes. and most of the time when we talk about vocation, we're talking about our love for our neighbor. Yep. You know, it's the second table of the law. It's um, two kinds of righteousness. And that's all vocation. And it's, it's meet right and salutary to do so. But the other half of vocation that we really don't talk about in our Christian lives or even on this podcast is the idea of the, the larvae dei, mm. the mask the of, God. of God. And when un-Christians, non-Christians, unbelievers, uh, pagans, heathens, and otherwise, uh, when they do nice things, what we are called to see is the first article of the creed God hiding himself in his creation, yeah. providing for creation. Just amazing. And yeah, that's the, that's, that's that's the mask of God. So yep. God hides himself in our neighbor's good works for us, mm -hmm. just as he hides himself in our good works for our neighbors. And that is not a discussion about righteousness. Yeah. The manifestation of common grace. Yep. Yeah. yeah common, that's and good. common grace is, is, you know, if I were to borrow a term from Calvinism, mm -hmm. uh, that would common be grace. common grace would be something you know yeah. we we just call it providence yeah. you know as a as a as a thing but yeah it's something like that but going back to original sin it's you sin because you are bent to sin right and the distinction luther yep. made that parted ways with the radical reformers and with the roman catholic church is your desire to sin is in itself sinful mm -hmm. that's concupiscence concupiscence can yeah. i was so excited to say that word concupiscence, yeah, concupiscence. we got one of those 25 cent words on the first try now we need to stop saying it because you're going to say it wrong the next time concupiscence good job Apotelismaticum. I'm not going there. Come on, Brett. <laughs> what is or, or just for Brian, Mephibosheth. Yes, there we go. Yeah, Mephibosheth. <laughs> Mephibosheth. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, there's, I mean, there's so many directions to go <laughs> with this. But yeah. yeah. So, and I know people maybe are talking a little bit these days about, you know, especially thinking of, you know, maybe same-sex attraction type of things. Nope. 
uh, you know, is the desire to sin. Yeah, like that's saying, sinful. That's and, sinful. Yeah, and 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 really, where we go, and we could go round and round and round in all these loops. But what what Luther pulls out here, which I think is good, and what makes this valuable from the article in the Oxford Confession and Apology on Original Sin, and from the article in the Formula on Original Sin, what Luther pulls out is the reality that the doctrine of original sin must be revealed by the Holy Spirit. The doctrine of original sin does not belong to natural law. Mm-hmm. Now, the, the general malaise of life that you're not right and I'm not right and that's not right, uh, that's natural law, right? And every religion that exists is we've got some appeasing of some higher power to do because something's just a little bit off, right? But original sin, the, the thoroughness of our corruption, the damnation that we have occurred, God's wrath on our sin just because of our existence, that is something that must be revealed by the Holy Spirit in Scripture. And that's really important to note. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Paragraph three says that, interestingly, I, I had read this a long time ago, and I have that in seminary. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, actually, because I, I didn't have it on my computer in seminary. I couldn't afford logos back then. But, but no, I have uh, since then read that, and I've highlighted that, that, that very thing. And it's something that's very helpful yeah. in trying to, you can't necessarily logically prove all of these points. It's something you have to point them back to Scripture. Well, and there are some, again, Anabaptistic denominations that reject the concept of hereditary sin. They just think it's anathema because they reject the doctrine of the word and they reject the doctrine of the means of grace. So babies can't be born sinful. They're innocent until they sin. And, mm-hmm. and the, I mean, the fact that there's pain in childbirth is a product of sin. Uh, I mean, how many other things can you list? I mean, it, it doesn't take too long for sin to manifest itself in the life of a child. Yeah, and, and some of the great thinkers of, of time, uh, of history, some people that we would in other contexts really appreciate, C.S. Lewis, you know, really argued against the nature of original sin, you know, that he didn't believe that doctrine because he felt, again, the, the logic of it would be, I need to have some spark in me to follow or to believe or to whatever. Uh, And, and it needs to be, it needs to come from me that I'm just, I'm not dead. I'm broken. And there's, those are two different concepts. And any, anything that leans to that direction is works righteousness (laughs) in and of its nature. Absolutely. Yep. Which is grounds for boasting. It's grounds for all kinds of things that Paul speaks against. Yeah. And it's, and it's grounds for building a theology where we have something to contribute to Christ's yeah. death and resurrection. Even mm-hmm. if it's just a 1% or, yeah. or a percent but of a percent. Jesus plus anything in the life of a Christian is no Jesus. Because mm-hmm. all we'll focus on is that plus yep. whatever. Yep. And that's, that ends up being the problem. And, and yeah. C.S. Lewis's problem, although he doesn't say it like that. I've read some of his stuff on original sin. What, what modern theologians say is just, that's not fair. You know, why should we be condemned for something that you've done? And the, and the answer to that, and, and it's hard for us in identity politics America to reconcile, it's not about what you've done, it's about who you are. Mm-hmm. And that's where the problem lies, is that you have been born sinful. You are in need of a Redeemer who has paid for your sin, and that's why the gospel is so sweet, because, hey, here's a Redeemer who has paid for all of your sin. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So, so dead means dead. Dead means dead. <laughs> Deader yeah. than a doornail. Yeah, <laughs> right. Deader than a doornail. And it just so <laughs> happens that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, 
this is probably a good spot to end this episode. <laughs> kind of a yeah. bummer, a downer. I was say, we need to maybe throw in... I know we're going to talk more about this next episode, but uh, do you guys have a word of gospel? The, gospel? the wages or, of sin is yeah. death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ Amen. our Lord. And Amen. the conception, Jesus' conception, his that is the answer to original sin, is that he was born of a woman, but he was conceived by the Holy Spirit. So it shows how God can make human stuff without the taint of sin. And that's good news where Jesus can be fully human without having original sin. Why? It's why Jesus is the second Adam. Hmm. Amen. You had to go and make it sound smarter. See, I quoted you know, Romans <laughs> 6.23. I thought that was good that's place good, to yeah, end it. Yeah. And then Jason had to go in and make it all a bit smarter. Thanks, Jason. We'll see you again next week. Thank you for joining us. Please look us up on the web at beinglutheran.com. Also invite a friend to check us out on Spotify and iTunes. The Free Lutheran Bible College and Seminary invites you to attend Christmas at the Free Lutheran Bible College, December 1st through the 3rd, featuring performances by the Free Lutheran Bible College and Seminary Choirs and the Symphonic Wind Ensemble. Register for free or find live stream information at flbc.edu slash Christmas. God bless you and have a great week.